Hi, are you a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s or beyond? Well, our conversations are for you. Hi, my name's Ali. Hi, my name's Kerry. So why don't you listen to our chat today? Hi, it's Ali here and I'm with Kerry. So do you find it hard to sleep like so many other women? So today's topic is sleep. So Ali, what's your sleep patterns like? Have they changed as you've got older or are you, have they always been the same for you? Okay, um, I suppose I would say I've been quite lucky with sleep. But then on the other hand, maybe it's just the habits that I have that allows me to sleep really well. But I have had times in my life that I found it a little bit more difficult. I would say that when I was working in IT, the hours were really long and sometimes I'd be so tired, I'd be overtired. And then the moment my head hits the pillow, I was awake. And that was a difficult period in my life, but it didn't last for very long. And then the next time I suffered with sleep um, was when my mum was really ill. And of course, the worry of it all, and that was for a few years, I found it really difficult to sleep then. My way of helping me back then was actually running. I used to run a lot and I used to find that really cleared my mind. And that sort of like helped me empty my stress bucket. So I found it easier to sleep. Uh, and then the next time was menopause. And with the menopause, with the hot flushes and just mood swings, etc., I did have maybe three years of finding it more difficult to sleep. But by then I'd found meditation and hypnosis and that really helped me a lot. So I would say mainly I've been really good with sleep, but I have had the odd time, but I've found a strategy that's helped me at that time. And as I've gone on, I've learned so much about the do's and don'ts about sleep, which we can talk about later. At the moment, you know, sorry, listeners, but I get a really good solid seven to eight hours. And, but I put a lot of things in place to make sure I do that. So what about you? What's your sleep pattern been like and over the years and what's it like now? Okay, so I can sleep on a coat hanging me. I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> I literally can sleep anywhere. I have had times in my life where sleep has been a problem. So obviously babies, when you have children, Mm. the sleep goes out of the window and that was a massive shock to me and I found it really hard to operate on high sleep mm. I mean I know I tend to get about seven hours a night um and I think if I have anything under six hours I really feel zombified like everything's in effort, like you're, you're walking yeah. through mud to get stuff done yeah I remember one night literally having a solid two hours sleep and thinking this is heaven I've had two hours solid sleep honestly even one morning, I woke up and I had a glass of water by the side of my bed and it had been there so long, a spider had died in it and I drank it. Oh, because you're so tired. Because I was too tired, I hadn't changed my glass of water for days. A spider had died in it. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was horrific, as you know. Well, the I thing is, I don't. so hard. <laughs> no, but you know That's, me, what I was yeah, like. <laughs> but that's why I didn't have children. I thought, I can't deal with all that lack of sleep. <laughs> Honestly, it's tough. And obviously, lots of ladies have been through it. That, yes, that definitely. That was tough. And then sleep went quite sort of back to normal. Um, mm -hmm. And then again, like you just said, hitting the sort of early stages of menopause, I wake up in the night now. Yes, I was saying, um, with you're a going hot it now, aren't you? So, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah so I'm and sometimes I have a, a wake up and then I can go back off to sleep but then other times my brain kicks into gear and I'm properly awake yeah. so like we like you said earlier we're talking about different things that have helped us one thing that really helps me now is that if I wake up and my brain I can't get back to sleep I listen to mm-hmm. a hypnosis download or meditation mm-hmm. download and it takes my mind off what's churning over while I'm wide awake in bed and mm. I can listen to that for 15 minutes and I'm back to sleep. I wish that I knew about meditation and hypnosis when we worked at the IT company because you know how stressful it was. You used to go yes. home with your shoulders feel like they were knotted together yeah. where it was so tight yeah. and it was hard you know you'd be so exhausted but then you get overtired. I wish I knew about hypnosis and meditation then because I think that would have really helped with sleep don't yeah. you yeah I don't know if a lot of people understand hypnosis and meditation because I find that when you think meditation you think of some monk sat on a cliff top <laughs> with his hands together I mean do you know you know what I'm saying and I think people were a bit like I don't know how to meditate it's just listening to somebody speaking yeah meditation I think means different things to, to different people but I think now with different apps etc I think people do get it more the, the fact yeah. that it is just listening to something that it's taking your thoughts away from inside you to a voice that just helps to calm you yeah. um, and actually in the notes of this podcast I'll put a few links to a couple of uh, meditation tapes that I've actually done and also one yeah. on YouTube that I listen to, which is singing bowls, which I just love because it's not words. Because some people don't like the, the words. It's just they can't take it in because they're so stressed. But singing bowls is just really relaxing. And it's, I don't know, for me personally, that takes me to a real deep level of meditation. But yeah. it's a personal yeah. choice. I mean, getting back to the menopause, it's a hard, it's a hard one because what we've mentioned before, there's things that I try to avoid before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. like caffeine, alcohol, chili, spicy stuff. Mm-hmm. But last night I had some wine and last night's sleep, I woke at three o'clock in the, in the morning, ching, ching, wide awake, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I swear that's because I had a, a glass of wine right before bed. And I don't know if that's to do with sugar levels or what, I don't know, but it definitely affected my sleep last night. The thing with alcohol is it's a stimulant. And if you have too much of it, it's going to make you more active and I think when they say that alcohol relaxes you that's just if you have one small glass and for some people that can help them but if you go over that it's not going to give you a good night's sleep and you know if I know you well I'm sure it was more than one glass or a very large glass Kerry (laughs) (laughs) so you can drink a lot of alcohol though where you literally not pass out but just go to sleep Mm -hmm. which maybe some people do when they struggle to sleep they think I'm going to drink myself to sleep but again that's when you're waking up at at one two in the morning because of what you've just said Mm. with it being a stimulant it's obviously Mm. going through your bloodstream your body's working on it and then eventually just wakes you up and then you're getting a bad night's sleep anyway yeah it is difficult because I would say that a third of all adults really suffer with not getting enough sleep and actually the stats show that even 50% of adults do not get enough sleep they get five hours or less and we need between seven and eight hours and the reason we need it is we have different levels of sleep and the two main levels that are really important is REM sleep rapid eye movement sleep and deep sleep and both of those have a really important role to play and it helps us rejuvenate our body And it helps our mind actually 
sort of sort out the day and recharge for the next day. And if we're not getting enough sleep, then the percentage of sleep that's REM and deep sleep isn't enough. So that means our bodies and minds are pretty tired the next day and we're going to make bad choices. So not having enough sleep, diabetes, heart disease, weight gain, depression, anxiety, all of those things are worse in someone that doesn't sleep than someone that has seven or eight hours every night. That's so, horrible to literally operate on five hours of sleep. I yeah. think that's all you can do. You know, it must be, it yeah. must be really hard to get through your day. It is. And I've worked with so many people that really only manage three or four hours every night. And it's just exhausting for them. You know, you you just don't function on the level that you need to. And the problem is it gets into a habit. And as you know, habits can be quite hard to, to break. It becomes a vicious circle because the more exhausted you are, the more tired you are and the more stressed you are that you're not sleeping, the more you're not going to sleep. Yeah. So I would say I've got, I don't know, about 10 different tips that can really help with getting yourself into a good habit of sleep. And the first one actually starts first thing in the morning. If you can get outside and get into sunlight sooner than later (laughs) in the day, that sets your mind off knowing that it's daylight because we all have a rhythm. It's called a circadian rhythm. We have spoken about this on our YouTube channel before where you know, you're either a night owl or you're a lark. And if you try to go against that, your rhythm of your sleep can be really, really off. So if you're going to bed, you know, really late, but you're a lark, then it's messing your cycle up. And the other way, if you, you know, if you're getting up really, really early and you're a night owl, then that can mess. It's a little bit like jet lag. So it's knowing your body, but as soon as you get up, as soon as you can get out into sunlight, the better, because that sets your circadian rhythm of knowing it's daylight. And then the opposite is when you're going to go to bed at least an hour before, you want to take out as much of the blue light as possible. So that's iPads, televisions, all those sort of things that give an artificial light, turn your lights down lower. You know, if you're in a big fluorescent light and you're looking at your iPad and then you go to bed, your mind doesn't think it's nighttime. It doesn't think it's time to start to slow down, to switch off, to go to sleep. Yeah. So it's hard in this day and age, isn't it, with all the technology? It is hard. but, but, But then once again, I say that I sleep well, but I'm really strict on that. And did you know on your mm-hmm. iPad there is actually a night light? So it takes the blue out. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you go into where your settings are for the brightness of your screen on there, there is a night shift. And if you press that, your screen will go a little bit more orange and you can also turn the light down. Now, if you do that, that's better for your eyes and it's not going to make your brain think that it's still daylight. I think there's glasses you can buy as well that are. Yes, there um, are. Yeah, special um, to avoid the white light. Yeah, yeah, no, there, yeah, there are. So it's so those those two things are really important because it helps your natural rhythm know day and night. So with the fact of having you know the circadian rhythm, a light alarm clock, and this is you you press the button on it, and for half an hour your room will just get 
dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and it's not it hasn't got blue light in it it's like a really orangey light and it's the same in the morning half an hour before your alarm clock goes off the room will start gradually getting lighter okay in the summer it's not going to be so effective in the morning but in the winter it was amazing because you'd actually open your eyes and I nearly always about 15 minutes before my alarm would go off um, and the room would be lighter and I've set it for bird song instead of having a horrible alarm oh. so I have birds tweeting in the morning as well it is the best thing ever and I will put some details about it in, in the notes below I love that you alarm clock to. you have to do you know what I, I thought just the other day um I, I got up at a different time in the morning oh, so I set you. a new a, I know I don't know why but I set a new um, alarm on my phone but I didn't set the tone of the alarm and honestly I woke up to it wah, 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 and I was like oh instantly my first yeah. thought was oh that's a horrible sound mm. so yeah I need to I think that's a tip as well yeah have and a nice alarm so that you feel pleasure when you wake up oh it's beautiful and the other really big tip about an alarm clock is put it the other side of your bedroom don't put it on your bedside table because that snooze button will be overused but if you put it the other side of the room, you have to get out of bed. And once you're mm -hmm. up, you're up. You're up. Yeah. If you struggle to get up in the morning, that is a really great tip too. Yeah, it is. So there's a lady called Mel Robbins, who's like a motivational guru. And she um, went through a stage where she couldn't get her butt out of bed. And she does this mindset thing now where she counts down from five. So she says, I've got to get out of bed. Five, four, three, two, one. And before she gets to one, she has to take action and get out of bed, which is just like you say, with the alarm mm. clock on the other side, you can't leave that for more than five seconds and go wah, wah, in the background, can you? You have to get out of bed. But your brain can't register that that's not an option because mm -hmm. by the time you've got down to one, you've done it, you mm. know? Does it's that work for you? Like yeah. See? Yeah, it does work. I read her book, thought it was great, and I did it. And from actually getting out of bed, actually not too badly before I moved my alarm clock, as soon as I went five, four, three, two, one, my brain goes, no, I'm not doing it. Oh, you got a stubborn streak. Oh, I, it, it made it made it worse. I couldn't get out of bed. Did it really? Yeah, I'm, That's I'm because not you don't it. want to be told, probably, yes. to do it. It's my, it's my struggle. Yeah, it probably is, though, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, oh, shit, one day I've got to get out of bed on me. Obviously, do as I'm told. I'm like, quick, get out. <laughs> no, it's a great book, and, and, I, and I love the way it's written. But for me, part of my mind goes, no, I'm not getting up. Yeah, no, I'm not doing what, I'm, what you're telling me to. No, oh, no. How interesting. How do I actually yeah, get anything done? I know, totally. Well, it's because you just do it. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the alarm clock the other side of the, the, of the room is, a, is a real key one. Next thing would be a routine. Now, I know you're a little bit like me, the fact that you have a time yeah, that yeah. you normally always go to bed. Might yeah. seem a bit boring, but actually it sets your mind off knowing that that's sleep time. So, and, and what I do is I work backwards from when I need to get up. So if I need to get up at a certain time, I go seven hours back and then add another half an hour because that's the time for me to, to listen to meditation and, and, and fall asleep. And that's my bedtime. And I, it's the same at the weekends as well, because we need routine because it becomes a habit and our yeah. minds will then know it's time to go to bed. I know that's all yeah. sounds really boring, but if you need sleep, then a routine is key. Yeah, it doesn't sound really boring. It, it sounds, your brain likes to know what it's doing. It likes to be comfortable. Yes. It likes its comfort zone. So if it knows, don't you have to always think of your brain as a person, don't you? And be like, yeah. right, it's time for bed. You do though. 
Yeah. So once you've got that into that, that rhythm, the other thing is, which you've touched on already, is alcohol. You might fall asleep quicker, but your sleep won't be as deep and it's not going to be so refreshing. So you're going to wake up more tired. Even if you slept seven hours with alcohol in your system, you're not going to have a restful night's sleep. And the other thing is caffeine. Now, some people are more susceptible to caffeine than others, but I would say really your last cup of coffee shouldn't be any later than three o'clock in the afternoon because it will still be in your bloodstream when you go to sleep. And if you can't sleep, that could be one of the reasons, especially if you drink a lot of coffee. It's tricky because sometimes if you've got um, lots to be doing after three o'clock, your brain again believes caffeine is, is going to help you through your day. Yeah. You know, and then to the thought, some people to stop coffee at three, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I've still got hours of work to do without caffeine, yeah. you know? Yeah. But again, you have to look at the ultimate picture of you still getting your sleep. And it's also that thing of, you know, it's a bit like the chicken and the egg. You're going to have yeah. the time when you're still not sleeping and you're putting these new things in and yeah. it's going to take its toll. But if you can keep with it and keep going, then you're going to get gradually more sleep and it's going to be easier to put these things into place. So you can take supplements, including melatonin, which is a sleep hormone. Um, and that helps your brain know that it's time to relax and, and go to bed. This is just um, a hormone that your body naturally produces to help you to sleep naturally. And people that really suffer when not sleeping, sometimes taking it as a supplement can actually help them. But it's something they can maybe talk to their GP about. There's also things like magnesium and ginkgo that you can take and things like spraying some lavender on your pillow because that's really, really relaxing. So there's sort of things that you can maybe look at adding to your routine to help you. Yeah. But one of the biggest things is the temperature of your bedroom. We are three or four degrees warmer now in our houses than we were in the 1970s. So they say that really the maximum your bedroom should be is 18. And mine's in the winter more like 12 because I live in an old cottage. <laughs> now that's really interesting actually because I thought that the warmer your bedroom, the more snuggly it would be, the better you would sleep. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, if it's too warm, it actually disrupts your sleep. And then the environment. So many people say that they don't sleep well, but then they say their bed's uncomfortable or that they don't like their pillows or whatever. So set it up for success so make sure that your bed's comfortable if not and you can't afford a new bed then maybe buy a topper which is like a foam topper to make it more comfortable change your pillows make sure your sheets are you know cotton that you more breathable etc and declutter your bedroom see i um i'm really fussy about my pillows i i have to have i do i have, to have really good pillows or else i can't i can't sleep like, you know when you go to a hotel pillows are different i'm like i actually take my pillows with me if i can oh, i do i take um, my pillow yeah yeah <laughs> or it's very old. to change a pillow <laughs> i'm like oh my pillow's not right <laughs> the next thing is whether you're hungry or not but my thing would be mm. not to eat a big meal too late because if your body is digesting it then the problem is then you're not going to be sleeping then you have sometimes the opposite problem where you're hungry and that prevents you. So it's just getting it right and maybe just having a little snack or a milky drink before you go to bed so you aren't hungry because that's an issue for you at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is because I'm going to bed, I'm, I'm having my dinner early and I'm going to bed hungry. But in the past, I could sleep through my hunger. But as I'm getting older again, I can't. I'm like, what's going on with me? But um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily so hungry, hungry when I go to bed, but I wake up 
hungry. Mm. And then lastly, it's like, it's like when you want to go for a wee in the middle of the night and you can't be bothered to get out of bed. I can't be bothered to go downstairs and get something to eat. Whereas like what you've just said, I should stick something in my drawer and just have a little <laughs> quick nibble under the quick, quick feast at bedtime. You do mm. need to eat or something. So it's just, that's why they say like having a milky drink before helps you sleep. And then it's like when you had children, you had that nighttime routine you know it was a bath and getting them ready and reading the book I'm not asking you to get your partner to read you a story or anything but (laughs) you know by having um you know a bath or a shower and getting ready I like to get ready before I'm ready to go to bed if that makes sense so I might watch sort of half an hour of tv or um write write in my journal or something like that so I don't have to do so much when I get up off the settee tired and you know bright lights and and doing loads and then you get into bed and you think oh I was tired half an hour ago now I'm not so I'm I'm yeah. sort of I have that routine that suits me and then all I'm really doing is cleaning my teeth and getting into and washing my face and getting into bed instead of having to you know either have a bath or get changed etc so that really yeah. helps so and then finally which you've learned now as well is meditation or hypnosis if you can listen to that Or the other thing I love to do is listen to my audio book. It depends on what mood I'm in. Mm -hmm. Or if I go to bed, maybe particularly early because I'm a bit tired, but I'm not quite ready to go to sleep. I might listen to half an hour of my book and then do a meditation. Or sometimes I'm just so tired and I just think, do you know something? I don't need any of it and I'll, I'll fall asleep. But all of those things do seem like they could be a bit of a pain, but there's nothing more of a pain than not being able to sleep. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. Lack of sleep is one of the worst things. Mm. Um, and it must be really hard for people that, that struggle with sleep. But mm. like you say, you don't have to implement all of those things. The Not sunlight one, I didn't know. I didn't know that about getting sunlight on, yeah. your, on really your body. Really important for your natural yeah. rhythm. And just one thing, that exercise. If you're not moving during the day and having some exercise that, you know, it's good for your brain, it's good for your body, and it makes you just feel that physical tired as well as mentally being tired, if you can put some exercise into your routine, if you haven't got any, that will also help you sleep. Yeah, definitely. Overtired is a funny one because you it sort is. of think, how can you be overly tired but not be able to sleep? Mm. Now, this is <laughs> a know? strange one. Since going, you know, now I'm postmenopausal, I would say every eight weeks I have a night, I'm tired, I go to bed, might listen to my book or meditation or whatever. I lay there. And it is like someone's just switched a light. I am so awake. It's ridiculous. And I reckon mm-hmm. I might only get one or two hours. And it's and I know all of the things I need to do. And I, I don't worry about it. You know, I, I just lay there just thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing. Might listen to my book a bit more. And I am just, it is literally like someone has switched a light that I am wide awake. As I say, why that I don't know. And I would say, yeah, sometimes it can be, every three months but lately I've had it maybe every every eight weeks bizarre I don't don't know why and it doesn't really bother me because I know that I do have good sleep for the rest of the time but I it does it does open my eyes to how difficult it is for some people because I'm not worried about it but if you had that night in night out and it really started to get to you you've got that on your mind that I and, and when you're saying I must sleep I must sleep yeah you're not it's putting a lot of pressure on you if you can just lay there and be a bit more relaxed about it you might go off a little bit more naturally on the whole Kerry and I are very lucky and 
that we do sleep quite well. But then is it luck? Is it the fact that we put these things into practice and that's why it looks like we naturally sleep well? So if you're a lady that's listening and really finds it difficult and you're struggling, just take one or two of these tips and try them. You know, really analyze, you know, are you overtired? You know, is your rhythm out? You know, are you going to bed too early and are you trying to get up too early? Are you getting enough daylight? Are you getting enough exercise? Just look at where you're at now and make some changes and see if any of those will help you. We're funny creatures of habit. Even though we say about changing our habits to help us sleep better, mm-hmm. if we're watching Netflix, I mean, I don't do this, but some people like watch Netflix of an evening. He probably does. Um, and they'll watch one episode and then they think, I'll just watch another one. It's yeah. late, but I'll just watch another one. It's mm-hmm. all right, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sat here relaxing. Yeah. And then in the morning, you can't get up. And you don't like that feeling of not getting up in the morning, but you don't change your pattern. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, we're funny how we that's think. because we go for the familiar. And also, if we feel that maybe we're not quite tired enough, we just think, well, yeah. maybe chill in front of the telly. Well, actually, if you get into that routine and just go to bed and read a book or listen to a book or some meditation, your body will start getting used to it. But if you're going to bed one time at half 10, then at half 12, then at 11, then at one o'clock, your mind doesn't know where it is. Yeah. Try to not get into that Netflix habit of, you know, watching five episodes and then it's one o'clock in the morning and then think, I don't know why I don't go to sleep properly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed today's discussion and we will look forward to speaking to you all next week. So bye for now. Bye. Bye.